This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, thank you guys for uh, joining us for another episode of First, Last, Best, Worst. Uh, I am your host, Taylor Rogers. What, what's what? up, Taylor? Oh, man. You sound a little lethargic. Yeah, I'm exhausted. What's up? Why are you so tired? Because I worked all day. I also got drunk earlier today, and now I'm like... You got drunk in the middle of the day while at work? Yeah, I work for a beer company, <laughs> oh, <that's> so... <laughs> uh, I didn't even... Yeah, like, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I've now I'm drinking more beer, so, like, it's kind of like anti-venom, you know? <laughs> It's like when you explain. Drink. Well, anti venom is. I mean, I know what anti venom is, but how is drinking it later anti venom? Well, the same. It's science, Carl. Look, <laughs> look it up. Look it up. It's called All right. science. All right, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, what Google would probably be the right avenue to go down for that, right? Yeah, anti-venom? I don't. I can't live your life for you, Carl. Okay, right. Like you got to figure some things figure out. You're, out. You're an adult, right? All right, so uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about we got to hang out this weekend. We did at um, Governor's Ball. That's yeah. pretty rad time, right? Yeah, I had a good time. Remember any of the bands you saw? Uh, I mean, I saw Wu Tang Clan. Oh, Wu Tang, really yeah, that good. was cool. Uh, they what? That was another, it like it sounded all right, but it was more like I just wanted to see see Wu Tang, you know? Yeah, it's and they're like all one color of those bands. It's like it's like when I saw Bob Dylan for the first time. It's like he like he sucked. <laughs> like Bob Dylan was like really bad, but it's like I saw like a Bob Dylan. Like I, 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 like you see, it's like check it off your list, right? I mean, Wu Tang would ban Wu Tang Clan was like uh, definitely better than Bob Dylan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was still like more one of those things where it's like you you see it to to see it, right? Well, it's such a fun time. We got uh, these wristbands from a friend, and we got to like go into the freeloader section where there's like free alcohol and all the bands and I don't know other people were hanging out. And uh, man, we had a gr- I had an awesome time. Yeah, I had a really good time. Too. I was there like Friday, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, I mean, also just like having access to free booze. Was, yeah, like, that's really, really like I mean, it saved me food. a good like two hundred dollars. Dude, I'll be goddamn. All right, so Sunday, I wore this fucking silk robe that I had have, and uh, I'm walking down through the fucking field or whatever, and this lady stops me and takes my photo and puts it into the New York Times. And yeah. so I'm like on the New York Times street style fashion, whatever. I saw that. On their Instagram, too. I saw it, yeah. I know. I feel really cool. But here's what I'm thinking. It's like I didn't have a shirt on under my robe. So like my little pink nipple is like sticking out, you know? And like my pink, my exposed nipple made the, the Times. And like my, my grandpa, my great grandpa invented the hair razor. And he was never even in, in the paper. You know what I mean? Like, how the hell does the world work yeah, like man, this nowadays? Yeah, that's that's some real irony. <laughs> well, you're you're wait your your great grandfather invented the hair razor, the electric hair razor. Yeah, it was called the Leonard, and it it was like this big motor that hung in your bathroom, and and, and like we still have the prototype. And then he sold it to Walt, I think, the patent, and then lost all his money in the depression, and so we don't have any of that big hair money. <laughs> yeah. My, so is that why? I'm the hairiest is that, is that person why you're here? hairy? <laughs> no, is but that, I mean, maybe. Like a, it would make sense that he was trying to remedy his problem of being so hairy. But um, 
No, it's not in some act of defiance to my to my heritage or anything. I just um, probably a little bit of laziness, and um, I just kind of think it looks cool to be really hairy, especially if you're on stage. I think it kind of like gives you some um, credibility, even if people don't know what you're. Yeah, <laughs> give like, a shit about yeah, what you're saying. You know, I feel that because people are like, "This guy sucks," but he has a lot of hair, <laughs> so hair, I respect a him. Beard. I mean, it works. But th- look, this is not a podcast about hair. This is a podcast about songwriting and the craft of what it means to be a songwriter. And we have a guest in the room with us right now, and it is Miss Caitlin Cook. And we're going to talk to you about songwriting. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. You doing good? Yeah. Did you go to Governor's Ball? I didn't. I was uh, in the recording studio this weekend. Oh, well, that's even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you were actually like doing something with your life. <laughs> no, but I love music festivals. Well, oh. I actually, like I actually like kind of don't like music festivals that much. I disagree. I like I, it when you're in the freeloaders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean that, that made it, that made it really really nice. Uh, and now in that particular way, I don't think that they're a very good way to see bands that you actually really like. I know? agree. Yeah, and it's not the best. Uh, Besides the freeloader, what else do you like about them, Caitlin? Um. Well, I mean, I feel like I like they're not a great place to see bands you really like. Yeah. It's more about the experience of going. I like to people watch at yeah, them. I like too. to go to the earlier bands where people aren't really out yet because oh, they're yeah, like too yeah. hungover. Right. Um, and then lately I've just been lucky enough to be in like the VIP areas and that's been really fun because you get to like kind of hang out with them sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's see, I, my move is put, eat a weed cookie, put on sunglasses <laughs> yeah, and then just observe you know, and then that's my favorite. That's my move. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Caitlin, yes. uh, we have a thing here where we ask you to play your first, your last, and your best worst song. Um, so if you could for us, maybe play your first one and maybe tell us the title and uh, <laughs> what you were thinking. Um, sure. Uh, there's no title. No title? Uh, well, I guess I would call it Two Cats. Okay. I'm writing <laughs> I, that down. I wrote it when I was like five or six. Um, I was taking my first piano lessons. And uh, I had been taught the first five white keys of the piano, and I was told to write a song using those those keys. And I was a little rebel, so I used a sixth key. Whoa! Yeah. Um, and I wrote it about my two cats. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> you guys want to hear? Yeah, it? I cannot yeah, wait I to hear it. Hear. Oh, hold on. Let's turn this piano back on. There we go. Okay, cool. Here we go. It's very serious. My name is Caitlin Cook and I have two cats. <laughs> Their names are Alfie and Nikki. Nikki is brown and Alfie is orange. That's the sixth note. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Caitlin Cook and I have two cats. <laughs> oh, man. That's it, right? <laughs> so I see that you often draw from autobiography mm-hmm. whenever you're writing your songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I really like how that song is about two cats. <laughs> I like that it's like really there's like a real like um unity of vision mm-hmm. in that song. It's mm-hmm. called Two Cats and your name is Caitlin Cook and mm-hmm. in the song you talk about how your name is Caitlin Cook <laughs> and that you have two cats. Yeah. And is you know, I feel like so many people try to do when I'm writing a song, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to do too much. Like I'm trying to like express. Mm-hmm. But like you have a song weird adjectives. You have you a song about really the use. multiverse, which is like literally everything, and then even more and more. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like 
I think that it takes like a real uh, the confidence that it takes to just you know really just sing about two cats. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like I knew my message, and I was like, "Yeah, you stuck, stick you it. stuck with it. Like yeah. you didn't deviate from the entire song. You stayed <laughs> like you 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 kept making." Like you stay on on point, you know. Mm-hmm. What um, I like is that your explanation of the song was seventeen times longer than than the song. <laughs> the song I mean, you're dissecting it, and that's the whole nature yeah, of the well, podcast. I mean, think but... about how like you know every like Shakespeare play, mm-hmm. and I am comparing your song to a Shakespeare <laughs> play. Wonderful. Uh, like has like you know has <laughs> just these reams of you know uh, ex- explication and you know scholarly writing about it, and I consider myself one of. <laughs> America's foremost scholars of the song Two Cats by Taylor. <laughs> so where were you at at this point in your life? Where you come from? What's uh, your, I grew up in Los deal? Angeles. Okay. Um, I remember I have an older brother who also plays music and he got to take piano lessons first and I was very jealous and I used to just like bang on the piano. It made no sense because I would just see his like fingers moving around. Uh-huh. So finally I got to take piano lessons and wrote that song and it's, you know, it's been the same ever since. <laughs> like, you know, very uh, to the point, to the message kind of songs about uh-huh. cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, my, you were talking about your grandpa um, mm-hmm. or your great grandpa. My grandpa invented the Morley guitar pedal. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in That's like a very kind of hair. musical environment, even though he wasn't a musician himself. He was, he just liked to tinker with things and take them apart and make them make weird noises. Um <laughs> So my mom is a choreographer, so she was always trying to find new songs to create dances to. And um, uh, yeah, I've just like always had music Music in my house. Um, You had a a piano. Had a piano. I had a lot of guitars, but I never, I still would say that I'm a very terrible guitar player. (laughs) Uh, They would always break or like my, like they were really fat and like my little hands couldn't fit around it. Um, So only Guitars are a really hard instrument to try to learn, especially as a a child. Mm -hmm. It looks so effortless when you see somebody doing it too. And then you go up, because I deal with kids a lot and they like, they're like, oh, this isn't easy. You slap it with this hand, and and it's like, I, no, that's yeah, great. It's, yeah, it takes exactly. A lot more. <laughs> um, so I was primarily piano, and I remember I've always written songs. I remember like hearing rain on my rooftop, and like it's Los Angeles, so it doesn't rain. I was so inspired, and I was like twelve, <laughs> and I wrote a song about the rain, and um, and then um, I was fortunate enough to go to this like music magnet high school oh cool um and was that by choice or i mean it was a it was a public school but Mm -hmm. you could apply to like the different magnet programs that were created to kind of like deal with the racial divide in in los angeles and so um i uh went to if anyone out there is listening hamilton high school uh the music magnet and um it was like the jazz bands were like sometimes in movies and like the choirs were like people that were like in the top choirs were like the cool kids. (laughs) Um, But I was fortunate enough to take this class called electronic music, um, which we learned how to uh, use pro tools and back then like very early versions of logic. And um, right at the end of the year, we had to produce like an eight track album. So I took that class like three times. Sounds like a really progressive. Like, yeah, it was really cool. Um, that's, that's really cool. 
I recently found one of my old CDs. And oh, yeah? It's terrible. Did, did two cats yeah. make it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> She's a like really angsty teenager. Oh, so yeah. But yeah. I've been, that's just how I've always functioned. I've always written music. So that's like your primary like way of doing music is just you, you write. Yeah, I write. Not like. I write lyrics every day in a journal, like stream of consciousness. I wake up and. Do your morning pages. Do my morning pages. Um, and then I will find a time to write a song, whether that's like, I need to bring something new to the band or I'm feeling really shitty and like whatever the impetus is. And then I'll go through my lyric book and see if something hits me or I'll play around with some chords and well, that seems like I can piece them together. as good of a segue as we could have ever asked for oh goodness, to great. talk about the, the uh, last song, the, the most recent song you wrote. Uh, this is called A Wanted Man in Montreal.
Oh, that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I loved it. Um, we don't have to go. I don't want to like dissect every lyric because, of course, they should stand on their own and stuff. Um, but I would like to talk to, a little, to you a little bit about process and specifically sure. for that song because yeah. we had kind of alluded to it before, this, before the performance. Um, so this is one that came kind of all in one sitting. Is that what you're saying? Or is this something that came from clips of your... This came from snippets. I find that I usually have like an idea or one line. And then if I get lost, I'll go back into like my lyric journal. Okay. So actually the first two lines I wrote when I was like 16. Um, and I found those old ones. Um, and I didn't like line. anything else about the like the rest the of the wrenches. song. I think it was about like some dumb summer crush. But <laughs> the first two lines I liked. Um <laughs> And so I pieced that together with um, uh, my my partner, uh, Sean Patton, uh, is uh, technically a wanted man in Montreal. <laughs> uh, he is banned from, from Quebec. Uh, and so we were having a conversation about what, that while he accidentally left like a butterfly knife in his toiletries kit. <laughs> yeah. um, and they found it and he like hired a lawyer and like he thought everything was sorted out. This was like maybe like seven years ago. Um, he, I think he was there for like JFL Montreal. And then um, we recently went back to do um, a club in Vancouver and uh, he got like pulled into all the different various channels when you're going through customs. And it turned out that they had like just updated their, um, their computer system. Uh-huh. And like, I guess all of the different provinces are now like on the same system and they were like you you know there's that a warrant or something out yeah or? there's a warrant out for your arrest <laughs> that's crazy um and of course they were like but we don't care about quebec so you can keep going <laughs> <laughs> yes and you got a song out of the deal that's a pretty yeah, good deal. i thought it was a, a funny line my so. think my line of thinking went um you were at just for laughs and he was like he had stuff to do or something, you know, like you're a wanted man and like, you know, I don't know, nope, whatever. actually, nope. literally. No <laughs> hey, we've all had those warrants out before, right? Yep. Am I right, guys? Yeah, right? I, I yeah. actually, I, yeah, I actually have, I think like a couple. <laughs> yeah, I not, New Mexico, right I never paid a uh, uh, traffic ticket there, a speeding ticket, so I probably am wanted there. Uh-oh. That's okay. Yeah. I never go Is to New Mexico. No, I just was driving through. Oh. Um, this was many, many years ago, so... I'm just never gonna go back, yeah, or I'm gonna wait for 20 years or whatever yeah, it takes. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen if I get like a third open container violation in New York City. I don't. I feel like that's bad. Like a third one is just fucking let us drink a beer on the street. That's God, what I damn, say. What you know, so lame. That's what I love about New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. Yeah, I, 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 I fucking love New Orleans too, except for that like. I, it's a slippery slope. I know if I went there, I would just be like, ah, drunk all the time. Not to say <laughs> yeah. I'm not drunk all the time in New York, but at least uh, not in the street. <laughs> I know. I definitely feel overindulgent whenever I go back to New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so can we talk a little bit maybe also about the uh, transition to guitar from your uh, early days as piano? Yeah, yeah you sure. said that you were a shitty guitarist, but then you're actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you pull so out the finger picking. Do you I... often try to spread falsehoods? No, I, f- <laughs> I like... I. Definitely very insecure about my guitar playing skills. Um, I recently just started trying to look for lessons, which I can't really afford. But I, my whole band are like either music school people or like they've really mastered their their craft. And 
I feel like all the time they spend practicing, I was probably writing songs and working on lyrics instead of mastering the guitar. But do you um, think that that really matters? Because, I mean... It doesn't. I just feel like it's gotten to a point where it's almost holding me back a little bit in terms of my songwriting. Because I'm mm. primarily right now on guitar instead of piano. And um, you're, you, I go through, I'm going to speak for myself, but yeah. maybe this is true for you too, where you feel like you're just kind of doing the same things over and over, G, C, and D or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I want to it's limiting you know yeah and like there there's been a point where like my my guitarist in my band is so talented with a um, electric guitar and soloing that like i need to be able to hold down like a, like a palm muting rhythm that like i can't mm -hmm. really do while singing so i need to like practice and learn oh, right. other techniques and stuff. what's your band so my band's called frankly benjamin uh we're a seven piece indie rock band with a horn section nice uh yeah it's really uh it's really fun um, we have a baritone saxophone player and a trombone player that I met in college. So can you talk about the process of taking a song like this to the band and how does that work? Do you chart things out or do you just jam and I'll figure it out together? Um, we will chart things out, but I'm usually not the person that does that. <laughs> um, occasionally I will, but usually I just have a snippet of an idea or like, um, actually on the way bike riding to here, I was listening to a snippet of like, it's basically almost a whole song, but it's just chords that my guitarist sent and I was coming up with like a melody line and lyrics. I'm trying to be very democratic with my band of like anyone can bring in any kind of ideas. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Um, my drummer has brought in like one full song and then one song that had a bunch of different chords and rhythm changes on it and. Um, well, that seems cool because yeah. if you spend all your time or you have spent a lot of your time leading up to this with lyrics mm -hmm. and stuff. And then you have this backing band that seems to be very technically uh, uh, fluent or whatever. So it's kind of it seems like a good um, yeah. marriage of uh, elements there. It's really it's great. It makes me feel like I need to. This has been good because like lately I've been taking on a little more uh, solo gigs because I feel like I'm so used to the whole band around me that I need mm -hmm. to feel stripped down a bit yep. as, at the same time. Well, welcome to As Stripped Down As It Gets <laughs> here at First, Last, Best, Worst. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is, we're all naked, by the way. That's part of this. Um, just kidding. <laughs> is this thing working? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taylor, it's a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calm. Okay. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you do realize we're supposed to talk on this thing, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I just, I've I, you made me f feel insecure about like not talking for like a little while. So now I feel like I just gotta like say some stuff. So you, you came high? in with that gem, huh? <laughs> it's a long day, Carl. I believe you. The thing is that you don't even smoke. You like you don't smoke weed or anything. You're, you're coming off like maybe you're stoned or something, but you're not. Yeah, when I'm high, I get embarrassed about jumping into conversations. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just tired. Tired. Yeah. Well, like, hey, everybody has the right to be tired. Yeah, especially me. I'm a working man. It is, you know, yeah. I'm a working stiff. You know, we don't all have, we, we can't all just like wake up at, you know, four in the <laughs> afternoon and just roll over to our podcast. Yep. You know, some of us have to wake up early in the morning, go to the warehouse, you know, sling, eat, sling, eat, the sling beer, beer, you know, strike some deals and then, you know. <laughs> By the time we come home, by the time we come over to this podcast, we're fucking tired. That's you know. I, I well, I don't really know because I'm one. Of, I'm somebody that sleeps till noon pretty much 
every day so yeah it's, it's beautiful yeah and you're what's wrong with our country <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i don't yeah, always vote you. either <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't mean to get all political on this podcast <laughs> yeah but, you know i felt like it's time for, for <laughs> yeah. people like me to say something mm-hmm. we I talk think, about uh the, the trump trap door in most of conversations is there's one there's one point where it's just you gotta avoid it you gotta step around it yeah oh yeah yeah Definitely fall into too. that pit oh but it just it it always is there it's like always waiting just to be talked about because it's like in the front of your mind anyway blame it on carl yeah blame it on me (laughs) yeah i I never i did did not bring up trump at all no in that you do often blame me for things and you get a laugh out of it damn it carl is what you always say yeah that's that's the catchphrase of this whole podcast this was me setting you up to say it yeah, I didn't. That's how <laughs> off my game I am right now. Is like I can't even like muster up a like a hearty damn it, Carl. Like I'm often oh, known poor for. Guy, I'm sorry to hear that. Can you? I got another beer in that. Yeah, nah, can, you grab, for can you grab for that sure. for me? Daddy needs it. Daddy needs his medicine. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, back to yeah, our interview. Yeah, this is not about uh, my, <laughs> how tired I am. Uh, this is about. Uh, this is really about. This is about your best song. <laughs> and. Uh, and w- yeah, and what w- can you set this one up for us? Your best song. What do you sure. think is your best? Which, you know, good thing you didn't smoke weed today because uh, now you can be confident and not self-conscious about jumping into the conversation. Um, I will let you guys pick. I'll okay. describe two of them. Okay. Um, basically, oh man, I have never a- had this. No, we haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I oh. have a lot of songs with two the band now that I don't. In the I know, right? That's you not how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> yellow wood. <laughs> like I said, Carl, Sorry, I'm tired. I'm, my bad. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So basically, with my band, there's a lot of songs where I just sing and I don't uh-huh. even play anything on. Okay. And some of those I consider to be like the best lyrics I've ever written, but I can't play them for you because okay. I don't know them. So <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't know the cor- the chords, or you don't know how to play just, it on yeah, just guitar. I, I just don't play anything. Well, real quick question: Do you like doing that? Do you prefer to play an instrument while you're singing, or do you like just to sing? I like to do both. Yeah. Do you I Mick think... Jagger it? Do you do the chicken elbow thing like Mick Jagger? No. No. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I do the <laughs> I do the moonwalk thing like uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Um no, I can't moonwalk. My mom can though. I can't so do that jealous. shit. <laughs> I can't even I can't do a cartwheel either. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. You should go to the toddler class and You should. We do we do tumbling. Yeah. And uh anyway, okay, so back to the, the <laughs> options for the song. Um yeah, so we released an EP uh on my birthday, April Fool's Day, because life is a joke. <laughs> and most of those songs on the EP, actually I think all of them I play on. And two of them are I don't know if you guys feel this way about the recording process, but I am so, so sick of the songs, like mm. by the time I release them, because I've listened to so many different like mixes and masters and um, played them so many times. Uh, I think it's a universal. Yeah, exactly. So these two songs are the two that I'm not sick of or I've come back around to. Okay. One of them is the first song I ever wrote entirely on guitar. And okay. one of them I is probably like the oldest song that the band has been playing. I wrote it in mm-hmm. Oxford. I guess I'm going to say oldest, but I'm just totally willy-nilly picking. Cool. Do you have an, uh, do you have an option? I'm going to go... Do you have a, I'm gonna go with oldest too, just so that we don't have to like do some sort of like weird <laughs> thing. Yeah, we're already running out of tape. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, awesome. What's the name of this song? So this song is called Jericho. 
Um, I read it when I was living in England, in Oxford, uh, on ukulele, which is sort of how I came around to the guitar. I was teaching preschool. There was a ukulele in my classroom. I noticed that my students would pay a lot more attention when I sang things. So I picked up the uke and then transposed everything to guitar when I started playing with the band more. Um, I wrote the song in, yeah, in Oxford and I lived on, on this street called Jericho. Okay. much too late for this little town and you walk home alone there's not a soul around no sound but your footsteps on the ground and the rain chasing you towards St. Clements, Cowley Road, Jericho These are the streets you walked not so long ago But the quiet always made you so uneasy I'm sorry, princess, that this town can't please thee It's the start of everything else. Inspired by the city of spires, you one of them You don the gown You don the robe You're a scholar But you ain't no gentleman You say trying to convince yourself it's the end of England all over again it's the start of it's the start of it's the start of everything
it's after midnight That's still too early for you both And you stroll down Fifth Avenue Coffee tables, coffee shops Hot coffee and a takeaway cup You walk through the village to the venue You say you're happy and You don't have to convince yourself It's the end of England all over again It's the Oh, I loved it. Yeah, thanks you, a lot. You like it, Taylor? Yeah, I did like that one, Carl. <laughs> Do you think it was the best? Are you glad we picked the oldest one? Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear the other one. Oh, but that's right. We didn't yeah. hear it. So. <laughs> uh, we'd uh, like to chat a little bit about uh, influences. Sure. And um, what, like, do you, can you name some? that, Like, as far as, like, songwriting goes, uh, that kind of led you on, on your path? It, it seems like you put a big emphasis on lyrics. So yeah. is there somebody that um, sticks out? I really love... Um, John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats. Um, yeah. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell is my favorite. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else do I love lyrically? Um, lately, they've lately I've been like kind of sourcing influences from more like uh, larger indie rock bands because I'm we're still sort of like developing our sound, and so mm-hmm. I really love um, like Lake Street Dive of Monsters and Men. Um, I. And I love, um, we were talking about the podcast Song Exploder. I love listening to like how people that you see is like creating these these songs that have shaped such a like specific part of your life that you just like hold as these gods in your mind or like, oh, I just, you know, I was walking down the street and like saw a parking meter <laughs> that was running out. And I was like, oh, there's a little ditty. Um, so it's really cool to um, kind of that we live in the day and age where you can hear people that are making music right now talk about their their process as well and so that's kind of helped me um, hey, hey thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's what you guys are doing right here right now yeah, yeah. it's uh, a difficult balance though because like i mentioned it earlier but like you don't want to ask a songwriter or any artist to like what did you mean by this and this and this and this you know because it has to be able to stand on its own because that's why you made the yeah. song you know but i but for my own personal, I want to know what everybody's process is like because exactly. I know what mine is and and I want to know <laughs> tricks and you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think it's it's really interesting how a lyric can really speak to you and and it's like that's so me right now, man. Mm-hmm. But like it was so something else to whoever wrote it. Yep, totally. And to anyone else listening to it. So. Uh, there's this new Amy Mann song that has been being played a lot. Uh, <laughs> Goose Snow Cone. Have you heard this song? Uh-huh, yet? Yeah. 
And like the first time I heard, I listened to WFUV all the time, and the the radio DJ was like Goose Snowcone. I thought he was making fun of the song, and then I heard it again, and I was like, "That's really the, that's really the lyric." Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's it's crazy, but then it gives you this imagery, and then it turns out it's about a cat to go full circle again. It's about her friend's cat that was in <laughs> on an Instagram feed or something like that. So, uh, uh, but it's true because that's and that's the beauty of uh, lyrics. They can mean whatever they want. It's exactly. Yeah, I write um, a lot of comedy songs as well, and and tour with uh, some comedians, and it is so much harder to do that a lot of the time because for some of these lyrics, like I can decide, oh, that I think that fits. Maybe people think something different of what I mean, but mm-hmm. that's okay because it's my like it's my craft. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like the comedy songs, I'm very clearly like trying to make people laugh or think right. a particular thing and like I just can't mask it in any sort of mystery. There's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no real ambiguity when no. you're going for like a very specific reaction. Yeah. You know? There's something to me uh, uh, in songwriting like like clever songs or funny songs. Like I think Dylan is funny in a lot of his lyrics that come <laughs> off as like really deep or whatever and then you read them out loud and you're like I think he's fucking with me you know what I yeah. mean like I think yeah. that's a that's a goofy line or whatever I can't think of one offhand but you know what I'm saying like that sort of idea that like I don't know I think there's a tie between intelligence comedy is basically what I'm getting at yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I think I personally can't listen to any artist that I don't think has like a good sense of humor mm-hmm I think that it's impossible. To, I I think that it's impossible to write good music without being like kind of funny, because uh, you, comedy is a part of the human condition. <laughs> yeah, and if you yeah. don't touch on that, then it's an incomplete. Yeah, realization. I agree. I think a lot of musicians like think they have to take themselves super seriously mm. and like have yeah. that like oh, I'm a musician. But yeah, um, I think the best compliment I've heard recently was someone some stranger from the college reunion i was telling you guys about um before we started uh said i listened to your ep um it really made me laugh i hope that doesn't offend you i i I just thought your songs were funny (laughs) and i loved that because it's like it wasn't my comedy music it was Uh my band but yeah i think that's a great compliment yeah i don't ever want to take myself too too serious yeah yeah there is this thing um because i think because when like my first band not first one of my first bands was like gooey goodness when i was in high school and we were all joke songs you know yeah it was was terrible we're all like chubby kids uh (laughs) (laughs) anyway um it's like it is a way to deflect too. You know what I mean? It's like oh, I, you, I, you don't want to take yourself too seriously. But also, if you want to get to the good heart of it, you got to talk about some serious shit. And it's hard to t- talk about that if it's your own stuff. So then you can deflect with comedy or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that's a a crutch. Not saying that that's what you're doing with comedy music, but I certainly did that with my um, endeavor as as a songwriter for a long time. And yeah. I still do. I most of my songs are, I think. Cl- clever or that sounds like bragging but you know they have like some funny uh yeah but i, know, I, I, to them. I think yeah. that like yeah I, I mean i think that it's like uh you know you know it's like uh it's like baking a cake you know it's like you're like you know if you're like making a cake you still like put a little salt in oh that's true <laughs> you know yeah, it's like you don't, you don't, you don't yeah you don't taste the salt uh-huh. because it's a cake yeah something the element <laughs> but it's like you gotta throw it in there or else it's just like it's too sweet oh i love it i love i had no idea where you're going with that <laughs> yeah i'm a cake and i was like all right i 
<laughs> right? You got to break a few eggs or something. You got to like trust that. me as a co-host, Carl. <laughs> I do, and I shouldn't bring light. I, yeah, damn yeah. it, Carl. <laughs> yeah, got it. In. There we go. Do you want to be a she's, third she's host? She's picking up my slack right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Caitlin. <laughs> hey, I got to work from home today. So. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk just briefly a little bit more about the joke uh, or the comedy music. Um, what is that like? What is? Um, it's it's super fun. Yeah. Um, I when I was playing the ukulele, I um, like back when I was still teaching preschool, I found this old list that my friend and I had made called. Um, signs of a douchebag and it was like picture we, of taylor was, yeah it was that i didn't know him at the time but was, i was like was who's cheap. this man oh, avoid him that, was, that, that wasn't Carl. funny either i'm sorry yeah guys. you know God you know it. i'm sensitive about you know that i'm sensitive about being a douchebag <laughs> Carl. Fuck, I'm sorry. Um, I'm no stupid. but uh we wrote this list for a friend that was like constantly dating uh-huh. assholes net and we were like yo like Look at these things. If, right. if one of the things is on the list, like don't date him. Right. Um, and then, but as we started writing the list, I think we were like drinking or smoking and it just got more and more ridiculous. And I found this list in a journal when I was writing a song on the uke and I was reading it to my partner, Sean. And he was like, you know, that's, that's a song. Cool. I, was like, yeah. I can't turn this into a song. And he was like, yes, you, you can. <laughs> um, and so the whole song is like, um, you know, if, the list. Uh, I won't give away any of the lyrics. I'll give away some that didn't make it into the song. Okay. Um, one is if he has a cardboard cutout of himself. You know, that's a sign. It's a totally sign of a douchebag. Um, and then at the I end, I flip it. it around and say, you know, like if someone's on stage shitting on people she doesn't know, then right. it's probably a sign of a douchebag. So yeah, that's the song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's super fun. I, I get to do I'm doing um, a big festival at the Creek in the Cave um skank fest in a couple weekends and i do um open for a bunch of comedians on the road and it's a blast it's different from playing with a band yeah and And you do uh mainly comedy clubs or is it i do clubs um i do i actually did the cobra club recently they have a comedy show there what what comedy show is it um it's the blackout days no but actually i i just i'm also a my day job is a designer, so I designed the posters for Black Eyes. Oh, I just and... saw it today, actually. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, I'm good friends with the guy who started it in Chicago, Sean Flannery. He's very oh, hilarious. Right, uh, I didn't know that it was started there. But yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I do. I did the Reform Tours. They also do comedy music uh, at the Cobra Club. And so I do like little shows around New York, and then I usually just go on the road and open at comedy clubs or two little Oh, that's so cool. Features. Yeah, it's super fun. And you play uke with that? I mostly play uke. Sometimes I play kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am building um, a, I'm trying to go to the Edinburgh Festival next year. Um, and I'm trying to build like a one person show that's like stories and comedy songs. And that's awesome. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, uh, we're going to move on now to um, the worst song. I wouldn't say that when I wrote this song, I thought it was the worst song. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be like the single off our EP and the song that's in our newly released music video. And I was editing the music video. Oh. So I've heard it so many times and I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is a song about when you meet up with an old friend that you haven't talked to in a while and you just like don't have anything in common anymore. Um and usually I say it's like a happy upbeat song about that, but the band's not here, so I'm going to do a slow acoustic version, <laughs> and it's going to be kind of sad. It's called Old Friend. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes people don't grow together. I think I relearn that every year. And doesn't sit easy with me but I try to appear like I'm just sitting pretty here and we got nothing to talk about the silence is uncomfortable so I fling my words carelessly out of my mouth and hope they take hold ha 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 old friend ha 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 old friend oh I don't think we'd be friends if I met you now funny when they really mean it's weird it's not funny we haven't spoken in years what have you been up to i get you up in the morning you're giving me nothing here and you bought a new house you show me a picture you tell me all about its whereabouts you're gonna build your life out there but to me it's just another picture of another house I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's like the, the old musician adage of uh, never write a song you don't want to have to play for the every night for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a great song. I could see why it would be the single off an EP. Um, Thank you. How, do you. how are you feeling about it? Do you feel like it's just kind of... How did you feel when you played that right now? Yeah. How, I yeah, felt good point. better about it. I think acoustifying it and like playing it stripped down without the band has helped me disassociate it from the version that i've heard so many times oh, while yeah. editing the video and yeah. i've been trying to fall back in love with it but yeah, yeah sometimes you gotta just take some time you gotta yeah. take like a couple months off maybe like a couple of years and then you like come back to it and you're like actually that was pretty good but yeah. 
you know, it's very easy, like, especially when you, like, work on something so intent, intently, like, uh, over, like, a short period of time to yeah. just despise it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear often people say, don't edit your own, if you can avoid it, of course. Don't edit your own stuff because it's just, like, you're going to grow to just hate it, you know? Yeah, it's like taking a road trip with, like, your most irritating friend, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which I've done before. That's a really good, yeah. like, example, a metaphor of, like... You have these friends that you like really connect with on certain levels, but you don't want to spend 24 seven traveling right. with them. Yeah. And, yeah. and like back to the song, old friends, like I, I know exactly, like I'm just identifying with it quite a bit because, um, well, I don't really know what you were thinking when you wrote it, but like, I just have friends say from high school that I still have this allegiance to because we were like best friends then. Yeah. Like but then a couple I, formative experiences. Uh-huh, exactly. And then you like go and hang out and it's like, we, couldn't be more different people now you know what i mean it's like great you found out about libertarianism and now you want to tell me all about it i appreciate it libertarian friends are the worst (laughs) i know (laughs) it's like you know this was like a thing when we were in high school you could have found out about it then too but no yep no i feel like libertarian is like it's not even that i like disagree with uh, a lot of the stuff they say it's more like if you become a libertarian it's like the crossfit of like (laughs) political ideology It's like it, like good for you, man. (laughs) But like, (laughs) (laughs) like so true. That's so fucking funny and accurate. (laughs) Thanks, Carl. You nailed it. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of other examples. Um, but yeah. No, what I was gonna ask is, um, do you guys have any shows coming up? You personally or your band? Uh, yeah, my band is playing at the Bowery Electric on. June twenty second. June twenty second. Thursday. Oh, that's awesome! I love the Bowery Electric. Yeah, they. One of my um, favorite places. I have a quieter voice, and it's been like sort of a journey to figure out the right sound balance with the whole band behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bowery Electric and Arlene's Grocery. If you get the right guy, I think his name is Harold. Um, they push are, your voice they're, out. They're the people that I can hear myself, and I don't no. feel like I have to like belt or ruin my voice. And right. it's great. Can I get more in the monitor, yeah, please? I love like, the Battery Electric. So. Yeah, Battery yeah. Electric's great. Yeah, so we're they doing have good that. Sound there. And then I'm doing a skank fest at the Creek in the Cave, oh, which right. is awesome. Uh, and what, when big. are you performing there? Is that just a one night thing, or is that no, a weekend? No, it's a weekend festival. It's got like. Jim Gaffigan, Reggie Watts, uh, Soder, who's in the music video, and Big J Okerson, who's also in the vi- a lot of people in the video. So I'm like excited to be on uh, be on the show and hang out with those folks. And yeah, that's rad. It's awesome to have like it's going to be the band on Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like the festival. So oh, cool! It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, that'll be me. awesome. And then where can people find your music online and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I have my own personal music, which is like my comedy stuff and also solo projects that I'm sort of building on right now uh, at CaitlinCookMusic.com. And then the band is Frankly Benjamin. So that's FranklyBenjaminBand.com. And all the platforms are accessible right. through that thing. Are you, you're the only Frankly Benjamin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's a seven piece. And... Uh, yeah, it's a bunch of really awesome guys. They're a blast. I met the only Frankly Benjamin band named that is oh, what I yes. was getting at. Yes, we are the only Frankly Benjamin band. There's <laughs> another guy who's named his business Frankly Benjamin, but he does nothing with it. He just sits <laughs> on the page. What's a, what a, what's a business concept? I don't know. I think he just like <laughs> took over the Facebook page and was like, I'm going to use this, but not. 
<laughs> I, I feel like there's people that just like buy up like there definitely yeah, is definitely. yeah and then you like have to pay them yeah the squatters when i was trying to buy caitlincook.com um which would have been great because now i have like caitlin cook music and like designs by caitlin cook and just like i do too many things so that i have to like promote my business um but i emailed the guy who owned caitlincook.com and i was like hey i'm a musician i'm trying to promote my stuff is there any reason you're holding on to this domain name he was like yeah i just had my daughter like four months ago and her name is caitlin cook and i bought it for her which is crazy yeah it's like yeah, four months weird. old this like little actually, baby like, at, this the, at, at this point in time it makes sense it makes sense yeah it's yeah. like that's a good investment you know yeah, yeah. i don't know i mean by the time that kid gets old enough i don't know yeah who knows i disagree with his decision is what i'm that's i'm just my two cents <laughs> well you also don't wake up until afternoon nope. every day your child rearing <laughs> <laughs> advice is probably null and void yeah dude i sing wheels on the bus for toddlers that's so. true actually <laughs> anyway <laughs> not, i don't miss that no when i was a preschool teacher I have to say, like, it's very nice because I'm not there all day with the kids. I'm just there for 45 minutes with them and mm-hmm. their parents or mom is, or dad or nanny is with them. It is quite nice because it's fun. You get to see them and then they leave and then it's like, yeah. you know, then you're done as opposed to whatever. That's great. <laughs> I might look into just doing that because that was my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Playing, music playing the, the music. Kids. I know. It is quite fun. You can't leave in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Like, they just have the time of their life and you're like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> But um, anyway, thanks a lot for coming out and yeah, playing our game here. Did you have a good time? Yeah, this is great. All right, excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. And uh, playing the guitar and singing your tunes. Yeah, and the Casio. You guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, this has been, uh, this has been it for uh, first. Last. Best. <laughs> worst. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace and love.